space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, are Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And Dr. Squee. An animated dragon. Yeah, because we're here to talk about not one, not two, but three different animated Star Trek shows. And, of course, there only are ever been three animated Star Trek shows. There's no, There was never a... And we'll let that go. Well, and it can, it can, actually, actually, it's quite interesting. This, we've, I think, the home of animated Star Trek now is definitely Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Caesar's the home of Star Trek, which actually fucking works. No, we've had to. Uh, yeah, the works. Just Star Trek: The Animated Series is not on Paramount. Yeah, it's on Netflix. No, yeah, that's a good so, point. In so the UK, so now the game Prodigy as well. They've got more animated show, Star Trek shows, than Paramount. And, and in my experience, 100% success rate at fucking loading the episodes, which, which yep. is yeah. something that Paramount could also learn from. And the other animated show, then, the very short Treks, isn't available on any streaming services except YouTube. Um, but we've, we've great marketing for your streaming platform into any. Yeah, we've we've um, we've gone into this many times. Uh, we won't bore you again with it. But um, am I correct, including the uh, very short tracks, which sort of, as well as including the other two animations that we've got in this lower decks and the animated series, it's also got it's got four different breeds of Star Trek in there. I think. Yeah, so mentioned Discovery. They've got. The two which we've already mentioned, and Riker from Next Generation. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So we've got four, uh, four Star Trek uh, franchises in one here. Yeah, and it was a good fun one. This one, uh, the right. the bit uh, the, we're talking about walk don't run the the last episode of the mm. very short treks, and. I really thought it was going to take a very different turn at one point when <laughs> Scotty's talking about the um, holodeck that's not a holodeck and Tendy defends herself by saying, well, we do this, that, and the other. And he's like, hey, and you do an orgy. And then he goes, <laughs> then he goes, I've got your orgy scene right here. And he starts undoing his belt. And you're like, oh, here yeah. we go. And you know, because he's Scots, where he's used to not wearing anything under the kilt, he does the same under his trousers. You just know. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it was like the, the Catwoman's bra kind of flying off as well. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure what I was most worried about, seeing Scott get it on or Scotty having a convincing Scottish accent. I didn't appreciate that. Where did that come from? Come on. If you're going to do, if you're going to replace the Michael James Doohan, make the accent a little bit dodgy. Well, it's bringing it in line with the Strange New Worlds, where they've got an actual Scots actor, you know. Uh, but I'm saying this is the animated one. And like, if you're going to do the animated series, the animated version of the original series, it has to be a poor Scottish accent. I'm sorry. Like, he, yeah. he had his moments. And don't get me wrong, he did better for accents than I Like, he, he had a better range of accents than I ever will. But let's face it, it wasn't the ex exactly the most, you know, accurate. Or if it's the animated series, James Doohan did do every third voice yes. in that whole show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, the yeah. others were done by Majel Barrett. 
and that that, that was pretty much pretty much it anyway um yeah so i liked scotty's little that may have been my favorite scotty line ever the i'll show you your og i've got your og scene right here oh just yeah, I mean, horrible horrible we know scott's people <laughs> let's face it yeah they're they're, they're, they're a bunch uh they, they you know they're, they're not worried of a kind of a bit of a, a naughty careful appreciate no appreciate hey look my whole name is Scottish, not Dr. Squee, the other one, but like my whole name's Scottish, like Ian Shaw. Ian's even spelled I-A-I-N and Shaw is a Scottish name. So yeah, I'm not going to discuss. I'm, I'm proud to be linked to such a, a noble race, but like, but let's face it, they can get a bit naughty, which I appreciate too. Uh, but I, I just love the fact that this one starts up like this whole short, uh, very short tracks was done in celebration of the animated series telling, is it 30 years or 40 years? How, how old is it? 50. 50 Sorry, yeah. good Jesus, 50 years, just to make us all feel old. But it's turning 50 years, and this one just opens up straight up. You've got Tendy going. I love that she just goes, hey, I'm Tendy from Lower Decks, not from the Sweet yeah. I'm just from Lower Decks. It's great. And then she goes like, yeah, this is in celebration of uh, the animated series turning 50. To open it like that, just to put it right in front yeah, of Yeah, it was her. nice. Yeah, yeah it's great. I did um, like the digs they had at Filmation. Like, no, it's a stylistic choice. Yeah. And... Like, as someone who was a massive fan of the He-Man cartoons growing up, um, watching them back, you do notice a lot of these stylistic choices. <laughs> and it was also, you had, like, um, Tendi being the sweetest, nicest, like, member of any crew ever to grow Star Trek. She's so like, sweet and innocent. And everything she's taking, they're just saying they're just taking offense of is like, oh, no, no, sorry, I meant we're standing on the shoulder of giants. Oh, so you're calling us fat, are you? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was a bit of a leap by Scotty. Like, <laughs> I, giant think fat. <laughs> I, I think it just, just represents, like, we've all been in those conversations where whatever you say, it's usually, let's face it, when you're in an argument with your partner, and I'm not being gendered about it, like, just any argument with your partner when especially if you're in the wrong and they just want to take anything you're saying. It's like, I'm so sorry. Oh, weren't sorry at the time, were you? Like, it just, it's, you know, there's nothing you could say. Oh, God, I'm just popping to the shops. Oh, you popping out the other day as well, weren't you? It's like, what? That doesn't even make sense to the argument. Yeah, well, serves you right. It's one that, like, parents used to say that always baffled me, like, where they were going, what are you doing? Playing on my Xbox. I'll play on your Xbox you in a minute. Like, yeah. what? I'll Xbox you. <laughs> yeah. Like, or, or like, I'll give you Xbox. Like, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, Is it Christmas it's Billy, Billy Connolly used to have a joke about that, did he? And he's going, mm. I'll make you smile on the other side of your face. And he goes, What you gonna do? Slash me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so I mean, that one's good fun. I think all in all, the very short treks, it's okay. been a fun little experiment to do. Sorry, it's been Jim, entertaining. Jim, Jim. We can't wrap it up just yet. Come on. You had yeah. uh, a Riker turning up with a trombone of and it course, turned sorry. into to a, uh, a musical. I mean, come on. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, you can't get more paradigmatic of, of Star Trek than to blend all these different styles, to get all these different worlds together, and then just have Riker turn and up a with musical. a trombone. <laughs> yeah, just it's just a musical number. Yeah. No, I agree completely. It was, yeah, it. I mean, we had a joke last week about Riker wanting a bone, and here he turns yeah. up with his bone in this episode. So. And, and his bone extends as he gets excited about things. Yeah. It's and George was, or Sulu was very impressed oh by it as well. <laughs> oh, oh, and I almost forgot my favorite part. Jesus, like, 
you've got Scotty. Like, Scotty was always the favourite of mine from the original series. Just, I loved him. It's like, yeah, oh, I can possibly do that, Captain. Like, it'll take eight hours. You've got five minutes. Ah, I've already done it. You know, it's like, it's just genius. Just wonderful. And to have him, like, in this episode, not only getting a little bit sexy, you know, throw, like, throwing some to his trousers, but it's like... Uh, when Tendy's going, it's like, oh, you're pretty cute. It's to Scotty. No one, like, they never mm. give it to Scotty. It's always like Kirk. And then if it's not Kirk, yeah. it's a joke that is like, oh, actually, no, I meant Spock sexy. It's like, Scotty, finally getting his due. The handsome motherfucker he is. Like, him in the uh, uh, original series, especially, like, when he was all salt and everything, he's a handsome man. I feel like he gets maligned. In, in, in well, it was that time when he, he got it on with that woman and she turned out to be Jack the Ripper or something. Yeah. That sort oh, of God. thing. God, God you get up with one woman that's Jack the Ripper and you never hear the end of it. I'm just sick of this. I want to do. Yeah. I, I want to cover that episode at some point. Yeah, I, I actually quite. I like the idea of that episode. But anyway, we'll we'll get to it one day. Um, just sorry, just very quickly. First of all, kind of well done. It was Elliot who suggested the uh, kind of linked episode today. And while we're in there, like just attending this one reminded me because I was looking through the titles of the uh, animated ones. We've got a couple of kind of nice ones lined up. Like if we get an Orion centric one, there's a the the pirate orion or something the orion pirate mm -hmm. there's one literally named that we've got to remember like the animated yeah the pirates like, of orion yeah yeah yeah, there's um, actually yeah. really good episodes in the, there in is. the animated series it's one of some very, there's some very silly episodes as well but there's some very good ones oh. at the same time and some ones which were clearly drug influenced <laughs> And I think this is only the third time we've we've gone to the animated series. Third or but fourth. We haven't gone there we, often. But we've we've enjoyed doing them when we have. So yeah. anyway, let's have a look at lower decks then. So the episode caves. Um which yeah, another cave. one. I thought it was caves. No, it's the no. cave. Oh, okay. I thought it was the cave. I could have sworn it was the cave. I I'm not sure. I'm sure. Yeah, now you've said through. both of them. I thought it was I'm the cave. Cave, maybe? I think it's a cave. Either way. Cave. Okay, we'll go with the cave. We'll check later. We're so professional. I'm sure someone's watching who will correct us. I mean, yeah. Uh, the, the, well, the, correct you. This is another <laughs> great example, though, of how, uh, for me, like, uh, I mean, this was such a great time. This was a really fun episode. One of my favorites of this series. I love just seeing the four of them together, just having kind of a bit of a fun episode. Yeah. They broke from the main plot. But, um... It does kind of another one where it highlights there are so many moments where if this was series one or series two kind of lower decks, I think you would have seen a lot more kind of back references like, you know, the one where they're getting old, like, you know, there's no uh, mention of the deadly years from the original series, which no, is so many no selection from TNG. There's so many ones which you would have referenced series one, which like, yeah, it's fine. I, 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 I think it's, I think part of it is. When it first started, it was referencing it all sorts because it finding its feet and all that. But I think now they just do it without them actually referencing it all the time because they'd realise that we're good enough to actually get what they're doing. I, oh, I know, but like some of their references, they were so uh, like, you know, if you know, you know, but if you don't, yeah, got anything. Like, I think I, it's I, just I, comfortable I in its own skin, yeah, isn't I think it? It's it doesn't... its own fate. It doesn't, it doesn't mind referencing. But it doesn't need that. Like, obviously, in the first season, you almost had a writer's room where every sentence had to reference another mm -hmm. episode of Star Trek. But they've obviously found themselves comfortable writing for these characters and its own stories. 
that it doesn't need that anymore. Look, I'm not, I'm, I've, I've got no problem with them kind of doing more to expand the characters, but I just like even just uh, two or three episodes of series, it'd be lovely to get, I love, like the one they did in the movies, whoever thought we'd get an episode just on movie references, and I, miss, <coughs> I do miss where it came from, like I want a few of those. Yeah, I, yeah, I think there's a balance to be found, but yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind a revisit of that sort of style at some point. Yeah. And you never know, maybe we've got two episodes left this season. We don't know what we're going to see. Um, but yeah, so the, the plot is they wind up in a cave and they have all these jokes about, oh, it's a cave mission. And yeah, there's a lot of caves in Star Trek. I mean, we've talked about, the other. it was called Planet Hell, wasn't it? The set that they had that yeah. was shared by... TNG and DS9 and, and Voyager yeah. used it later and, uh, on. Probably and Enterprise as well. I think we most recently saw it in the Move Along Home episode, Shap 4 or whatever is definitely <laughs> the Planet Hell set. I mean, they even, um, like, you know, the slightly more opaque reference they have in here is when Boiler goes, or, you know, I think, no, sorry, I think it's a. Um... Mariner says, like, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, all these kind of caves just always look the same. And it's like, yes. it's obviously a reference yeah. to the fact it is always the same caves, which is rather nice. I did like that one. But yeah, again, like, serious one that would have been punched up a lot more like that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you could have had this looks like exactly the cave that Wesley Crusher had to fight the thing in in that episode where oh, it was been like him planet and it was never explained why. Anyway, yeah, that, must, that must have been a planet hell. You know, they would have. Yeah, that was just yeah, bizarre. Yeah. That it was a quite a good episode, but it made no sense when you think about no, it. No, it made no sense. That was like, final mission, why, wasn't it? Yeah. Why have you got to fight this thing? What is its purpose? And he bought it and got the water, and that was it. There was no sort of reveal. Which for... Yeah, it was a very odd episode. Not only are you 100% right, but at the same time, I I, I, I just love it because it's just like it's it's um, Wesley and Picard together. Yeah, it's, 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 it's beautiful in it. You know what? We're turning yeah, right. in the lower decks now because if you want to hear our thoughts on that, check out the Road to Picard <laughs> season that we did a couple of years ago and um, you'll find us covering that particular episode. I do like when Mariner says, oh, the, the, the evil will be lurking now. And again, that's that's drawing on this idea that, okay, if you're caught in a cave, something bad's going to happen, yeah. because otherwise there uh, wouldn't be an episode about it. So, And you also, also reference as soon as they get into a cave that the communicators stop working, because how many times has that happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah and they have that great line where they say, oh, rocks always beat technology. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it, and it's true. And even though they may not say, like, uh, the all the... They may not kind of point out all the references... God, the amount of different episodes they get to do because they kind of do it in flashbacks, but flashbacks are stuff we've never seen, so it's you know it's not a shades of grey. Uh, even though we did discuss that at one stage, like it's it's not quite a shades of grey. Just to be evil, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love the fact they managed to bring in so many different types of genres of Star Trek episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And. Um... Yeah, ten, the running thread is that Tendy wants to talk about this time they got stuck in a turbo lift, but like, no, that won't help us because we're stuck in a cave, but not a turbo which, lift. Which is interesting is that's the main episode, that previous episode that's referenced, and that's actually the first episode of Lower Decks Yeah, that they're referencing all the way with it. Yeah, and, and it just kept on making me think, because before we landed on the 
partner episode we did i kept on thinking of like uh, the one where picard gets stuck in the in the lift just because he talks he talks about it so much even though they don't go to it yeah i mean well they do go to it eventually yeah no um, sorry throughout the episode it's just it's just really mentioned at the old really explored at the end but it's mentioned yeah but we we start with boimler and his flashback and this is where the idea of the Vendorians are introduced. We get this guy who's a mega Vendorian fan, and his well, answer well, to everything well, is, it, it must be the Vendorians. Well, no, it's not just the Vendorians, he's a conspiracy nut. He is a conspiracy just, nut, yeah. Because Boyle has to point out, the card is not a hologram, but the AMH from Voyager <laughs> it is. is. <laughs> that was a good um, line. The Battle of Wolf 359 did happen, which is, <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, it's God. a bit having a dig at the conspiracy theorists we see in the real world now, isn't it? You know, yeah. but... And it, it's, oh God, it was just like, it, it was almost too realistic. It's like, oh my God, no. Like you could think, you could think of a few people <laughs> yeah. you know were acquainted with who've gone down that rabbit hole. No, absolutely. Um... And when they, they find that vehicle that they could escape on, and he's like, no, no, it's a Vendorian. Oh, and it's so it's like, these, it's like these conspiracy theorists are trapping us in a hell world which we can't escape, which is sort of like mm. catching fire because we're not really uh, paying attention to stuff we should. It, it, I, I can't think of any parallel to the real world, but it's just, um, just a mating, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like you say, there's nothing. It's, de no, it's definitely not. I can't think of anything. I can't think of it's anything. It's definitely not an allegory for our times because no. Star Trek's never done that. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, the punchline to all this is it turns out it actually is the Vendorian. So, you know, a, a stopped clock's right twice a day, as they say. So the conspiracy guy got it right. Got it right for once. And his guy's like, yeah. what? No, I mean, no, I knew it wrong. <laughs> and I like the fact that the Vendorians are impressed by how much of a fan he is, and that's what ultimately saves them, and they end yeah. up having this sit-down meal with them. <laughs> and, yeah, that they let him go because he's such a big fan, <laughs> which is good. That's lovely. And then we move on to Rutherford. And the, mm. It's just like how Rutherford comes out with it. Um, you're all there doing the bits in the cave, and he goes, yeah, cave reminds me of uh, when he had a baby with Dr. Tano a couple of weeks ago. It's what? <laughs> what do you mean yeah. you had a baby? <laughs> what? what I, I didn't mention to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you mention something like that, that you had a baby? <laughs> Well, because it happens so often. I mean, it, I it happened to Janeway in Paris. and Anyone who uh, has kids will recognize this moment as well. Because, like, you know, I'll speak to, like, I've spoken to my stepdaughter before uh, from when I was married. And she goes, like, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And so, like, now we've kind of, like, this was a few years ago. It was, like, now we've kind of closed on the house. I go, what? Like, and they mm -hmm. spent, like, a year trying to, or over a year trying to close this house. There was kind of, like, lost emails and lost trails. They were trying to get hold of someone because they, they moved into a, a block of flats. So, you know, they had to have someone sign off on it from there, blah, 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 blah. Taking ages. And then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, now we've closed on the things. Like, what? I thought I told you. No. <laughs> so this is just, yeah. Very, uh, yeah, I mean, I think with something like that, it's a case of, like, I remember when I was buying a house and it was like, you, 
because there's that much anxiety involved in actually getting the bloody thing, it's all you talk about. Then when it's actually done, it's just kind of like, ah, oh, and you forget <laughs> to... And all these people that you've been bending their ear for years about it, you forget to tell them. Um, but, but yeah, Rutherford, I think it's just because this happens quite often on Starfleet ships. It's not an uncut. It's like... It'd be like saying, oh, I can't believe you didn't tell me that you went down somewhere and scanned some minerals. Like, you know, it's that it's that yeah. run of the mill that you randomly yeah. have a baby. And I love the fact that it's like um, the doctor starts kind of warming up to him and then she, he goes like, oh, so I'm the first engineer. You're like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, it, up to the baby. It does all get sorted out, and we get the the other alien that's in the pool in the middle, who's got its own baby as well. So, oh, and it also made me think because, like, uh, in this episode, they not only have him he uses eye pieces of torch near the beginning, and he uses it for something else and everything. I've never before wanted an episode where he meets LaForge more. Like, I just want LaForge mm. to be really pissed off his Pfizer doesn't do as many things. Yeah. Hey, I can scan for life forms. Like, yeah, so does mine, and it will also send the results straight to sickbay or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that episode of the original series where they went, ooh, we've hooked in a camera to Geordie's visor so we can see... That was first and, season. Yeah, it was that first was season. Episode. And it, it would just... It were crap. Like, they had to be going, so what's that, Jodie's? Oh, that's Riker. That's what it looks like. Like, why have we done this again? This is not helping anybody. No. So, yeah, I think Jodie would want Rutherford's visor more than yeah, his own. Yeah. But, I, um, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know why I've never really thought about it, but just all I could think of after seeing him play about with his thing was like, God, those two, they would be naturals to me. Like, they're both engineers. They've both got kind of, like, enhanced technology to help them, mm -hmm. you know. It's, um, it needs to happen, people. It does. And there's no reason why not as well. We know that well, the well, TNG let's, actors let's are all happy to come well, back. So. But uh, Rutherford's mm. still got a big chunk on his face. Uh, Jordy's had proper eye implants done now. Mm. Ah, it depends on where you grab him from. He could have gone back in time from the next gen day. <laughs> <laughs> Have some fun That's with it, true. whatever you want. That's and plus, his, his, his little eyepieces do, we've seen in uh, First Contact, they do telescope in and yeah. stuff. Yeah. They do. Um, so then Mariner's flashback, and this is where she gets to hang out with Delta Shift, which obviously has been a, a running thing throughout the show. Yeah, it's Delta good Shift to... is basically the same, aren't they? Yeah, it's good to bring it, it back that tension. Has a pirate patch. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to, like, revisit that that kind of rivalry that we get with them and everything. And there's all these snipes they have at each other throughout it. And um, I also love the fact they've got their version of Boiler, who's just so purple. Well, it's, well, like, it's, yeah. the, it's the same. There's a version of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I don't know. It was, it was the fact the point in one is like, uh, come on, you're so much younger than us. Come on, Skippy. Come on through. It's like, and he gets up to them and goes, I don't feel so great. My boat hasn't like healed properly. Like, ah, go on. Like, you young whippersnapper. I'd love to be as young as you. And even when his legs falls off, it's like, just grow a new one. I, I'm done being old now, which is the most mariner thing ever. Yeah, that's the, the fun, obviously, because they're aging, and it's like, well, he's young, so he can survive it longer if we make <laughs> yeah. him do the difficult bit. And then the guy's uh, just up the top going, hey, I found another one which makes I you found one that... 
And you do have that grotty thing, like you say, where the leg regrows, but it regrows wrong and everything. Yeah, yeah that's quite... <laughs> then falls off. But it's just that's yeah. okay, we'll get Dr. Ta- Dr. Tano to grow you a new one. And I'm thinking, don't let Nog hear this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe this is set after that, so maybe... Yeah. Maybe, let, let's say, let's fan canon the Dr. Bashir um, after going through that with Nog. Dr. Bashir worked on it and came up with uh, leg regrowing technology, yeah. I, I sort of assumed it was like with Nog, is because there was nerve damage or something they couldn't get to or something like that, I don't know. Something Didn't... like I'm sure they do explain it. Yeah, I think um, there was there was a specific issue, and I and they revealed also it was partly psychological, obviously. So yeah, it's a, you can bluff that one through, I think. Yeah, we'll let it go. But I like to think Doctor Bashir invented a brand new technology, and that's that's what I'm going with until okay. we're told otherwise. Hey, I love a bit of headcanon. Exactly. So back on the back in the main thrust of the plot, then. So. The fact that we've had Tendi all the way through bringing up this story about the turbo lift and it's been shot down and it's been shot down and it turns out that the the moss, the, the sentient moss that's the danger in this episode actually wants to hear the story. Yeah. So, it, it grabs hold of them. No, you're not leaving till I hear the, what the green one has to say. Yeah. <laughs> And so we finally get the story, which is just them hanging out and having a laugh in the turbo lift. Turbo lift gets stuck at the end, and it's it's sort of at the end of um, second contact. Yeah. After the ball there gone, been going mad and everything, and there's tire all over the place because you even see them cleaning it off the walls. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Like we always said, like eventually Lower Decks will get to the stage where it's back referencing itself <laughs> yeah. rather than and right the end specific, but and right at the end of the bit, I love it. it's like it, it's season one um, engineer and chaps is it Billets. Jack. Oh, Billets. No, no, the the main engineer, like the security. Bureau. You mean security? Shaq. Sorry, Shaks. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so Shaks who opens up the door and it's kind of. I, I, it felt like a nod, even though it's just one like frame, basically. It felt like a nod to Series 1, Shax, because he's kind of evolved and kind of mellowed. Yeah. And, and well, it's like, he did it's like yeah, I did this return. myself. <laughs> and then it turns out that it is the Vendorians again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, should we let them go yet? No, they seem to be quite happy getting on. Let's let, let them enjoy it a bit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's the Vendorians that have, that have been blocking the communicators. How often have the Vendorians been responsible for this in caves? Well, that's the question we have to ask Vendorians ourselves. Well, you have to, you have to look at it. That, well, in theory, they're possibly behind, um, well, uh, at least 33%. <laughs> if we have three cave stories, well, we've got 50% because we've got four different cave stories. And they're yeah. responsible for two of them. It's true. Also, like I think, and I think this isn't going out on limb or headcanning at all, but I think in uh, Heart of Stone, they were working mm. with the shapeshifters. Well, they could have been. It would make sense. And maybe they were responsible for that weird water thing in the, the aforementioned Wesley episode. Yeah. 
There you go. It's all making sense now. And they were so, the old guy who wanted to get drunk on the stuff they were using to disinfect the wound. Maybe so. So yeah. that's that's what led us, or led Elliot. It was Elliot who twigged to this, that this isn't the first appearance of the Vendorians. Yeah, this is the second appearance ever, so it made sense. That we know of. Well, it's the second time that they actually referenced. Yeah. But they could have been everywhere all the well, time. Well, we do know they're responsible for the uh, Warp 6 hoax. The Warp 6 hoax? Yeah, that's mentioned. That they're all responsible right. for the Warp 6 hoax. Because it was just a hoax. They did it for a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that's a re- is that a reference to the speed limit thing? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, to the TNG like- episode, yeah. I like it if nice. that's been retconned that that was a hoax. Yeah, there's retconned. Yeah, because they certainly do ignore it after that. <laughs> exactly. Well, they've, so. they've retconned oh, I, it now in this episode. That I think at the time there was an, an episode shortly after that where they do go. It's like, uh, oh, and because of bloody bloody blah, spe- uh, speed restrictions oh, don't apply in this area, or oh, because of the uh, kind of like that happened um, a lot because of the urgency of the mission. Yeah, they yeah. mentioned it for a little while, and then they basically just go. Ah, fuck it, let's just forget well, it. <laughs> it's also at the start of Voyager, and that's why Voyager, as it said, the cells come up for when it goes to warp, because it was designed not to affect in the same way. I, I just love it. Like, you know, for a little while, they're going, like, oh, what are we going to have an excuse for uh, getting around that now? Okay, we'll use this, and then we'll use this, then we'll... Ah, sorry, let's just, just pretend it never let's happened. Forget it. Yeah, let's <laughs> just not bother. It was a silly it. idea. Yeah. But now it's being retconned. It was just a hoax by the Vendorians. Well, I'm happy <laughs> like about it. that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the Vendorians first appeared then in The Survivor um, from the animated series. And, yeah, I was thinking this episode's going to be all about morality plays um, because, you know, they say, oh, we failed the Vendorians' morality test. And I yeah. thought, oh, that must be what the... I mean, I've seen The Survivor before, yeah. but I couldn't remember it that well. Uh, but it's not really. It, it is, however, I would say a fairly interesting episode. I enjoyed watching it again. I mean, I, I will say, guys, if, if if I go away in a mission and I'm presumed dead for how many years was it? Ten, five years? Ten, how, oh, five, wow. five years, I think it was. Five they years. mentioned Five years, yeah. If I'm away for five years and you beam me up and I'm in front of two of you, I hope you're a little bit more happy, like a bit more surprised and happy to see me. Like they basically go, it's like, oh yeah, you just been on a mission. It's like, uh, how you been? You know, they really, like it felt like they'd written basically a, a 45 minute episode or an hour long episode, whatever. I think 15 minutes the original series were roughly. It feels like they've written the episode and then just cut chunks out. They go, oh, you just cut the bit where they, they're surprised to see him. Just go move straight to like, oh, you're back. Cool. I think. Yeah, like, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like think the... that, that's the nature if you've got, a, what were the 25 minutes to animate yeah. series? And you've also got the titles are included in that. So you've probably only got about 22 minutes for your story. Yeah, but I would have just kept to it. It's like, oh my God, you're back. God, you, your fiance, I would, you know, love to see her after all this time and just go straight to, you know, if you're going to, but just don't have no reaction at all. I'd be really pissed if I'd been missing for five years <laughs> and go, oh, hey, how you doing, Squeak? But it's it's weird, isn't it? Because the, like the way they talk about him, they're like, it's Carter Winston. It's Carter Winston. And you're like, oh, is this Carter Winston someone we're meant to know? <laughs> um, but then we do Once get like uh, a bit of a. Well, a backstory for him. The thing is, though, 
at this period, it's still established that the Federation doesn't uh, use money. Yeah. Carter Wilson has um, made a fortune many times over and saved 12 Federation planets with his fortune. It's like, why hasn't the Federation saved its own planets? That's a very good point. <clears throat> and and the point I would like to make is they've got this guy in for one episode and they give him like the coolest name ever, Carter, Carter Winston. I mean, that, that yeah, sounds like a hero. One. That should have been a main yeah. character. That should have been one of the captains. Like, um, do you know, uh, uh, Jonathan Archer was nearly called Jeffrey Archer. Until oh, they yeah. realized there was an English author and um, corrupt politician and thief uh, and a convicted prisoner. I just like to bring that up whenever I can. No, but, um, yeah. but yeah, it's like, you know, he should have been uh, Carter Wilson. Like, that, that, that's a much cooler name. It Jonathan is Archer's a good name. Fine. It, it is, is Carter Winston. I, mean, I bet there's a Carter Winston novel somewhere. I bet someone's written something about him. If not, um, I'm going to pen it after this for a Yeah. But Spock's having none of it. Spock's like, right, we want, I want your fingerprints. I want to check your piss. We need to know exactly. Well, he's you know. checking that it's him because he's been here for five years and turned up and looks exactly the same as he did five years ago. He's even got the same fucking clothes on. <laughs> That's a fair point. And then it, we get introduced <laughs> to his fiance, Anne. And he just packs her in straight away. And she does this, which was actually joked about in that very short trek. The way they just sort of turn and look at the camera in and the animated. And like, eh? yeah, And you see the tears coming up, yeah. I mean, talk about like a character, like a female character not being given any agency, though. Like she's there going, like, oh, my God. Oh, he says he wants space. And then because they're going like, OK, fake McCoy. But he's there going, like, yeah, I'd give him it then. Better leave him alone then. Do you think he wants more attention from you when he's just dumped you? I mean, it's like, Jesus Christ. A, harsh, and B, she's going, oh, well, you are a man. And, like, it did feel a little bit like yeah, that. Yeah, um, it's not. not the most sensitive yeah. trail of a, uh, a woman who's been through grief and then got his, her man back and then he's dumping her. And it's like, I don't think Troy would give this advice, is what I'm saying. No. No. Even fake Troy would at least... Dress it up, surely, to make but, it like, sound You can't like, uh, expect a man like Cato Winston to wait round for five years. Now, if they'd worded it like that, then I might have been on board because Cato Winston. Do we, do we honestly guy. believe that she's just waiting around for five years when she thinks that he's dead anyway? If you're waiting for Cato Winston, Winston, you'd wait for wait. five years. You wait eternity for Cato Winston. Eggs, especially with that tash. <laughs> um, Gives you something then, to hold on to. But it turns out it is not Carter Winston. It is a Vendorian. Yeah. And it, it, the thing is, so McCoy's carrying out his medical. And he goes, that's strange. I've never seen readings like this. Oh, it can't be you. It must be the equipment. It's, no, you're doing the test to check my it's in. And your test is saying, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. You're getting dodgy readings. And you go, oh, it must be the equipment. It is you. It's almost like there's this sort of <coughs> celebrity around him, like we can't possibly yeah. question Carter Winston, you know, like Yeah. Like I mean, you read all them stories like about that. about like I remember seeing a thing about um David Beckham were meant to get a parking ticket and the the guy who was writing the parking ticket threw it away when he realized it was David Beckham and it's like first of all 
just because he's David Beckham don't mean he's allowed to park there. Second, in the time it took you to write it, he made enough money to pay that probably a hundred times over. So he, he don't worry about money. giving him a parking ticket. Yeah. You know. He he made enough money in that second or in the time it took him to write that to pay that guy's wages for a year. Forget the parking ticket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like that's absolutely but maybe that's a bit of what we've going on, like, oh, you can't say Carter Winston's not who he says he is. Well, I mean, quite frankly, again, when you say that, I'm with you. It's like, I wouldn't question Carter Winston. But I mean, you even should. You should, because he's a Vendorian and he gets Kirk with his little blah, 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 blah. What thing. I'm saying is, even if I'd seen him as a Vendorian, if he turns back into Carter Winston, I'm going, I'm sorry, Carter. Sorry, sorry. I thought I saw you turning into yeah, a Vendorian, but clearly... You're Carter Winston, like you know. I, I would never question you. It's it, I'm I'm going down sick bay now. But then when he's Kirk, in inverted commas, um, he orders them into the neutral zone, which I think is quite cool that we're bringing the Romulans back in. Yeah. Right? You know, we've got references to them, and we we see them a little bit later on, and the ships and everything. But this is where his plan. Ah, no, the ships are exactly as they should be. They are actually, yeah, the the Klingon ones where they shared the model, but yeah, they, and they got them ships because they shared the cloaking technology with the Klingons. It was they an did. exchange. Um, Can we talk about on. the look of the Romulans? Because like it just it's the most like uh, it sort of looks like when they tried to do um, like hippie Vulcans. Like that's what they look mm. like. It's not like it's it actually looks like uh, Leonard Nimoy from the first film where he's got his kind of hair. Long yeah. Hair. You know, it's like it's just it's really weird. It's like it's just the most hippie Romulan I've ever seen. It's like it doesn't look like any version of Romulans used in the original series and later. It just it's its own kind of beast. They they fair play them. They went for their own. They went their own way. But I've never thought of the Romulans being a bit kind of hippie and cool looking. That looked like a hipster until we met Elnor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Many years later, I'm just saying. Many years later. Even then, it was kind of tied back, so it, it sort of looked a bit like um, a Shaolin warrior with the long hair. True. You know? But this is where the Vendorian's plan, such as it is, comes apart a little bit, because it's like, right, you're, you're going to subdue Kirk, you're going to pretend to be Kirk, you're going to send him to the neutral zone, but then Kirk wakes up and you've stopped being Kirk, and Kirk goes... No, I don't like this. So it's yeah, like take mm. us out straight away. Yeah. When have, ever, when have they ever, when they've been taken over by an alien, like just accepted it that quick? Again, it, it seems like another point where it's like, right, you need to edit that shit where question where Kirk questions anything. Just go straight to him, going it's like, oh, but you did. Let me show you the video, which has been neatly edited, which isn't weird at all. Um, <laughs> no, the video is edited down, and then he goes. Oh well, we must have done then. Okay, off to sick bay. Like they never take it that easily in any other. No, it's just go, true. Well, that can't be so. I wasn't there. I was in like my quarters. You know, it's um, yeah. It's just yeah, like, and right. th this is something we talked about when we when we have talked about the other animated episodes. Is that it is like the moving at double speed. It's yeah, and it's... possibly because what they did was they got the writers from the original series who are used to writing longer form TV. Mm. And it's like, right, okay, that's a great 50-minute script. You're just going to have to cut it in half. So, I don't think that's what happened. That's what it felt like. Like, like what, what, whoa, what, whoa, what's this bit you've put in on? Nuance. Right, that's going that's out. Going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh uh, 
enough time for a person to get from one emotional state to another. No, we'll just have them just flipping. That's fine. Yeah, we, we don't have time for this stuff in a 25-minute show. Okay. Uh, but then it goes and takes out McCoy. And you do get this explanation, which I question this. Um, because I think it's Spock who says they have these shape-shifting abilities and they can cha change into things that are the same general size and mass. But then the next thing we see is it disguised as a bio-bed in sickbay, which well, is much bigger. <laughs> uh, and uh, also uh, the Vendorians are uh, like a streak of piss. There's no mass to them whatsoever. Yeah, I, I think that's sort of like... Uh, my my explanation. I've got one. Sorry. Go on. It it it's the same sort of thing. A bit like the the changelings. How we saw Odo change into the size of a rodent. I think they've got a separate pocket dimension for extra mass on <laughs> holding on. Uh, ah, but that's that's fine with Odo and the changelings. <laughs> but in this, they specifically say. Whether it's the same size or mass, they could have uh, just said they turn into anything. What he does is he he just becomes the hollow outline of the bio bed. If you pushed at any point, it would just go through yeah. because it's just so yeah, it's spread himself so himself. thin. Still yeah. not the same so, size though. He says no, no, the same mass. mass. Yeah, but if he's that, those bits are so thin. If you add that size, those of those thin sheets of him oh, together, yeah. it's the same like size it. and mass. Well, maybe I not feel like we're, rule, we're rules lawyering a little bit now. But yes, I, just, I mean, I'm headcanning like mad to make this work. I just you think it's silly it. that we, we've just discussed how they cut off, they cut out all the nuance and things yeah. like that. But they go to the extent of making up a rule for the Vendorians, which is then completely ignored. Also, uh, as a writer, I you think, don't make I up a rule that's going to make your life yeah. three times as hard. Okay, right. So, okay, the bio bed's okay then. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, like the bio, the bio bed is fine. Elliot says I, the bio bed's fine. The bio bed is fine because I think, I think it's close enough in size right. that it could stretch itself to that. I, I, not I'm, saying, go with, yeah. I'm not going to go with same mass because the mass can change because it's been made of Vendorian as opposed to made of metal and other shit. So the mass, okay. mass is going to be different. But I, I can go with it having the same size. I think it could spread uh, itself to that. Well, when but I have, do have a problem with the next thing it stretches itself. So can do I. I. Question your mass thing? <laughs> Sorry, I've got to question your mass thing, because you're saying because <coughs> it's metal as opposed to flesh. But then you're assuming, which is not written into the stuff which they say, that the what they turn into, they the mass is the same. Like, so... Just because they're representing metal doesn't mean that their mass is, is the same as metal. Yeah. So it could be that as soon as someone lies on their bed, they just go straight through. Yeah. But yeah, we're definitely justifying like a motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. Like Elliot says, we'll get on to what it turns into in a minute. But I what I found really interesting, and I do think this is a really interesting idea, is when Anne confronts him. And he talks about like when we take on the form of someone we gradually start to take on their memories and personalities and th and i found that a really fascinating idea that we've not we've not really done with shapeshifters before that uh, that if you're going to impersonate it, you to some extent you start to become that thing and i thought that was a really interesting concept and it 
we don't have a lot of time to explore it, but I would quite like to see that at some point. You know, uh, of it, you know, bring a Vendorian into one of the, bring them into Strange New Worlds or something, and have them take start to absorb the personality of someone and how do that well, person's could, loved ones feel now, about it. And now you could yeah, I think that'd be strange, fascinating. You could bring him into Strange New Worlds because in this episode. Kirk specifically says that it's an out-of-bounds planet because the dude shapeshift, the duplicitous, they mm-hmm. have a... Um, what else is it that they have as part of the culture? Three willies. <coughs> no, it's sort of like they just don't mix with them because the, the lie and all that is part of the culture and the the deceitful. But if they, if they did have three willies, it'd have to be three small willies because they'd have to be the same size and mass as one willy. No, 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 because because one willy is large, and that's the deceitful part. Actually, when they they shrink that down to the actual just real like, willy, size. just like centaur, uh, centaur, centaur, centaurans, centaurans from Babylon Five, and it's them tentacles of the willies. <laughs> I, I like to think they've got the three willies, and they're absolutely huge. And then, as soon as you kind of get busy with them, they turn back to the natural form. The to three fair, willies disappear not... to this micro willy. I haven't given it any corner. thought about getting busy with the uh, Vendorans, <laughs> Willie, but if, if that's what you want to do, squeak, we are not here to judge. If you haven't been thinking of that, you haven't lived, my friend. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, see, now I'm thinking, if Elliot's saying that the tentacles <laughs> are the Willies, it does put a different spin on the scenes where we see them with McCoy and Kirk earlier on. And I see you you doing that motion, gesturing to hold their one huge space testicle. Well, of course. Yeah. But they yeah. could make it into two smaller but vehicle maps. P- but the point I was getting here was that because they mention it in now that it's a planet out of bounds, you True. could very easily do a Vendoran, Vendorian episode in Strange yeah. New Worlds of why it became out of bounds. Yeah. Because it's set, set beforehand and it's perfect. Yeah. Is that Oh, that would be good. Yeah. yeah. And, and I sort of love the fact that I think, I mean, if I'm correct, have, has any other show apart from Lower Decks brought any um, aliens originally established in the animated series into live action? I, I don't Not that I'm aware uh, yeah, yeah, Katar's uh, Dr. Tano's species is from animated show, isn't it, originally? Dr. Tano. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, but we haven't seen one of them in live action. Apart on Star Trek Four, we did. There was an extra who was a cat person. We've not seen that weird tribble killer thing. They should probably bring that in at some point. But uh, Um, certainly the amount of uh, original series, sorry, original animated series, um, kind of aliens they brought in from um, Lower Decks is really expanding the universe. Like they're now yeah. like, used as Elliot saying in other property, I mean, like in yeah. Worlds would be a great. Lower one Decks has always yeah. had that, that. Sorry, animated series always had that weird um, sort of stance in terms of whether it's canon or not. Because uh, at one point Gene Roddenberry said, "No, it isn't. It doesn't count." Blah 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 blah. And then somebody said, "Oh, we'll pay you to show it again." He was like, "Oh, absolutely, it absolutely counts." It's canon. Yeah, it's I, just, I, it's definitely canon epi- now. I think there's one episode that's not counted as canon still, isn't there? Um, 
I can't remember which one it is. It was a re it was at one point the um, threshold from Voyager where. No, I um, mean of the animated series. That's oh, the animated can't... series. No, it was the other way around. It was yesteryear. The Spock episode was always counted as canon, even when the others weren't. Right. No, um, still one of them. I think it's the practical Joker's not classed as power. Uh, maybe. Anyway, we'll find <laughs> out. We'll get to it one day. Um, so then this is where the Vendorian turns into something else, which is the exact same size and mass as a human or a biobed. There's two ways of looking at this, and one of them is have a word with yourselves, and the other one, okay, I can just about go with that. Oh, God, let's go with the okay, we can go with that. That it actually yes. turns itself into the broken circuit. Which that, circuit? Because Scott is trying to repair the circuits because the Vendoran had sabotaged engineering, is why they've right. got no shields. Yeah. Scott needs two hours to repair all the shields, but the Vendoran uh, repairs the shield for sort of like the front shield that they need to protect themselves. Okay. So there's that one that becomes the circuitry. Which the, is, so that fixes the problem, and it's actually the the actual deflector shield that saves them. Yeah, but the, oh, you've got the other one that the Vendorian becomes a deflector shield, <laughs> which is which what. Is, <laughs> and it's which sort is of what like, they tell us. Yeah, and I think you've got to go with it becomes the circuit makes more sense it does yeah i like that actually i like that you've put the thought <laughs> into coming up with that um because it it is what yeah. the episode says <laughs> and it, again this i think is another symptom of doing these shorter episodes and not being able to flesh the ideas out so if you remember when we did talk about yesteryear um there's a big issue in that and when the, they're explaining the time travel that basically they, the timeline that they destroy in that episode is the correct timeline, um, but they decide to destroy it for some reason. You know, <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure had it been an hour-long episode, it would have been dealt with much more, oh, but right. it comes across as... And, and, it's, and the issue is, like you say... It's the action the did for all intents and purposes. Animated series is season four, and it was written as season four by the same writers, but yeah. they had to cut every episode in half. And but again, now, if they if hadn't, you were, if you were doing this nowadays, if you had the same situation nowadays, there'd be two seasons of the animated series, full seasons, and every story would be two episodes long. Probably. To get the whole story in instead of going, no, we're going to throw half of it in the thing. I, I would say that with the um, the way they've become <coughs> better at writing concise sense, like animation now, like the amount of story they cover in some time. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah no, but, but it's, would, it, it's the nature of how these episodes were written. These episodes were written. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying, if we were going to do it today, I think they TV. would know how yeah. to do I mean, it, I mean, funny. if you were going to make it today from this, you'd do them as two, yeah. as two parties. You wouldn't Most go. Most Like animated shows, they were they were for kids. Every episode had to be standalone. They had to be 
You could have recurring characters, but everyone stayed the same through a season. There was no character development in an animated show, so you could just, as kids, you could turn it on, and it didn't matter where it, where you were. In the well, season. absolutely, yeah. You could just watch it. The one thing I would say is that that I love about this uh, the animated series of Star Trek is not only is it, it, it they are genuinely really inventive stories, really interesting. They always go in different direction. So some feel like original series, some feel like a drug fueled nightmare. Yeah. Some are just just bonkers and funny. Others like this seem like they've chopped vast amounts out, but it's always entertaining. Like you know. It's entertaining for what it is and for what it's not at the same time. Like, I'm not dissing it at all, but it's like, let's face it, again, with episodes like this, there's clearly huge chunks you need to add to make yeah. it a really a coherent story. But, there's but the points of it are there, and it's there's just so enough, much yeah, there's, there's enough, enough interesting enough. ideas that you go, wow, this actually was trying to do something, yeah. you know. And back when animation wasn't seen as like, it wasn't seen you could go in, as in-depth with animation as they know you can do now. And it's like you have the parts with Anna and all that where she's confronting him, Mr. Van Doren, and she's going, you won't trick me again. I know what you are. And then he has to trick her again by telling her he's taken all the memories and she falls for it. So she was tricked again. But then he agrees to stand (laughs) trial and she gets to guard him, which is very nice. Yeah, because, you know, uh, we want to make sure the woman just gives up everything for the guy just to make sure she's got zero agency. Uh, no, <laughs> know she, she doesn't she give up it. everything for the guy. She gives up everything for Cat or Winston. Yeah. Cat okay, now Winston. you say that. Okay, sold. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that wraps us up for this week then. So next week, it's the penultimate episode of Lower Decks. Will we see a return of the mysterious ship? I'm betting uh- yes. I think we're gonna get a two. I think we're gonna get a two-parter. That'd be nice. Because we normally think because Lower Decks does seem to work like that. You get a two-part ending, and there'll be a cliffhanger that'll be wrapped up in episodes one of season five. Where yeah, I won't be surprised. Someone will have, uh, will think someone's dead. They might even do a a parody of Strange New Worlds and you'll have half the crew taken prisoner at the end of it and they'll, oh, wrap, it in, and they'll wrap it up in the first minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, <laughs> you can get in touch with us. We're at RetrekPod on X. Uh, RetrekPod at gmail.com. We're all over the rest of social media. Elliot has Retrek Model Studios on YouTube. I will do some work on that. Submarine soon. I need to finish it because I've got uh, the next project ready to start, and I'm exactly. trying to get into it. But I am finishing the submarine first when I get time, and I'm away. I'm out again this weekend, so oh, there my, time, we go. my time's getting a bit uh, hectic to get to me <laughs> table. Okay, and um, I'm on YouTube with Kingy's Toy Box, where we're looking at Dungeons and Dragons, if we ever get our next issues delivered, but um, watch this space on that. Dr. Squee, what have we got going on with the Dr. Squee show? Well, obviously, we're getting near Halloween. Ooh, spooky. So, um, this episode uh, coming up next Tuesday, I'm going to be talking to the uh, director and uh, writer of Do Not Disturb, a haunting horror film, uh, which is... um, which is something I've just arranged. It's a psychedelic horror film wrapped in a uh, 
wrapped in a fragile failed marriage and cannibalisms comes to theaters on digital this november so we'll be talking all about that and uh getting our halloween on excellent now and a thank- bit of uh, cannibalism on a wednesday night <laughs> Gonna, well, it'll be Tuesday, Tuesday when the dog's screen Tuesday, goes Tuesday, yeah. Let's so like, say uh, Tuesday, okay. sorry, can I put the banner up? Well, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday 7.08, sw20radio.co.uk or dogscreen.com where you can also uh, get an interview. Uh, you can get loads of stuff in there anyway. And thanks for trekking with us this time. We will see you next time on the Retrek. Thank you. Goodbye. Drag off an LLAP.